we are recording the podcast. Welcome to Recipes for Disaster, the podcast. I am your disaster, Iris Mamitas, and today I have a very, very special guest. He is here for our first mock episode of Recipes for Disaster, just kind of getting used to uh, talking to a microphone and on Instagram Live. And so, yeah. Um, hello, Mr. Guest. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> How does it feel to be the first one on this podcast? Pretty exciting, honestly. I think it's a lot of fun. Like, like I already said, I feel like I'm a star. <laughs> yeah, you are a star. So give us your... We're having tea, by the way. We're just hanging out and drinking I'm, some I'm tea. I'm drinking out of a unicorn mug, if anyone wanted to know. Yeah, it's a very great mug. I, I love that mug. I thanks, have, Ron. <laughs> thanks, Ron. <laughs> um, Ron is my boss. I have one that says Catitude on it, because I love cats. Um, so anyways, give us your, your name. My name is Bryson Miller. What's your middle name? <laughs> Bryson Starbuck Miller. So I found out your middle name was Starbuck like yesterday, two days ago, and I absolutely love your middle name. So what is the story behind that? I feel like it's so unique and I've never met someone with that name. I think that's probably true but um everyone always asks me like do your parents just really love coffee are you related <laughs> to the starbucks do you get free coffee no none of those cool things um well i guess it wouldn't really be cool if my parents were just addicted to coffee but um no my grandma's maiden name is starbuck and yeah so that's basically why my brother got a fun middle name, and so I guess they needed one twice as fun to, to really up the ante. So, so do you know if Starbuck is, is that the last name of the the guy who owns the comp or the person who owns the company? Probably. It's uh, like a, what's the word I'm looking? Um, Scandinavian. Oh, cool. Name it's like Sturbrook or something. <laughs> And I've looked it up before, but I don't really remember. And so, yeah, it's a it's a surname, and there are some Starbucks who still live in Oklahoma. So, oh wow, that's, that's awesome. Probably where I'm related to. So, your grandma is the one with that last or maiden name, right? Yeah. So it's kind of complicated, but um, it was really her. Maybe it was my great grandma, Daisy Starbuck, was her name. And then, yeah, so it's but through my grandma. So does anyone else in your family have that, that middle name or mm -mm. maiden name? Just you? Yep, just me. Are you going to pass it down to your kids? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so unique. Have you ever asked for free coffee? <laughs> no. I've always <laughs> thought about it, but... Just emailing someone? Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they would probably just be like, yeah, your parents are just crazy, so no. <laughs> it wouldn't be like the croc tattoo, you know? <laughs> Even though it's much more impressive than a croc tattoo. You should get a tattoo of coffee now. Because, it's, so then it's my middle name and it's coffees. And then it's there you go. twice the meaning. Exactly. There you go. Um, well, that's awesome. What is your story? That is the most broad question I could give you. But in a way of like, where are you from? What's your background? What's your story? So I... I'm from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Grew up going to Bethany Public Schools. And I mean, grew up going to Bethany Public Schools, like literally 
from pre-K to 12th grade, same school system, same friends, the good old Bethany bubble. Um, if you know it, you know it, and you might love it, but yeah, anyway, and I am the youngest of four siblings in my family, and that's that's a that's a key factor and yeah the that's, youngest <laughs> that's pretty much it now um i am studying music ed at the university of tulsa a little plug for um NAFME right here right now um but yeah so i i love music and i'm excited to do that with my life and do some some kingdom work through teaching high school kids music in the future so yeah awesome so is that what you want to do like with music education is work with high school students and like the the broad picture is um to do graduate work and probably get a degree in performance hopefully that's maybe the plan if that all works out um, or choral conducting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then actually perform, hopefully, and then take that experience back to teaching. But I would like to not teach in Oklahoma for a bit, if possible, to to broaden my horizon some, and then probably, excuse me, end back in Oklahoma teaching somewhere, uh, you know, doing what I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So is grad school kind of in the question then since after after you get your undergrad? Yeah, that's that'll be the big. What I've been told is not to pay for grad school um, and to do what serves me and my vision. So well, I don't even know what that is right now. You know, um, I think what I've been told is like doing choral conducting that I can get performance with that but then also you know keep up my my conducting skills that way and so try to be as versatile as possible through that and then you know in my teaching career like I want to do that also and have a good resume you know because that's (laughs) what it's all about so right and I feel like that's something that's already in a way a messy situation and I say that lightly because it's not necessarily the like messy situation of like of like oh I didn't get into these schools and like things like that but just applying itself is already a messy situation and deciding that you want to do something that is not necessarily what you study for your undergraduate that's that takes a lot and that's currently something I'm doing too is where I started off doing music education but now I'm shifting more towards arts management and so uh, for grad school, it's always this question of like, what do I do and how do I do this now? Because I've spent so much time in one thing, I don't want to give that up. But luckily, mm-hmm. the two of them kind of, kind of play in together, and so yeah. it it works it works out in the end. And that's the really cool thing too is how everything kind of falls into place, and and that's what this podcast is for is to yeah. <laughs> help out others and show them that life is messy and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're in the midst of that, and I'm coming up on that, and so yeah, good hopefully times. you will be the one to show me through all that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just like, I mean, just like with Tulsa, how things fell into place and God opened doors, I, I know that that will happen again, you know, and that, like, whatever happens, and even if it's not my vision now, you know, it'll work out, and... But I, like, I do think it'll all come back to me teaching music because I think that's what, what I'm made to do and yeah. what I'm really excited for, what I have a, a purpose and a passion for. So Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that is so great what you said about how you think it's what you want to do because that seems to be <laughs> all of life right there is just, I think this is what I want to do. Are we ever 100% sure that the path we're going down is the one that we 100% like want to do and so we don't know until we get there right? exactly exactly and we need that experience to help us and we learn from others and seeing what they do but we need that experience for ourselves to see if we can keep pursuing this and if this is something that we really want out of 
our lives and if we can do it for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. So, but luckily music is fun and I <laughs> luckily <laughs> luckily it's fun and we get to enjoy it and it's something that people say doesn't make a lot of money, but there needs to be people who do that. Yeah. So, we just happen to be the people doing that. Exactly. We are the we are the chosen few. Yep. So, said you're from Oklahoma City. Um, so you decided to stay in Oklahoma just for the time being. Is that just just because family, friends? Is it anything in particular? Um, not really. I didn't really ever want to go out of state for college, and while well, one, like I knew that I was going to get better tuition in state, and I was really looking at. OSU or um, OCU, OKCU, sorry, um, initially, because they were the programs that I thought were the, the best or, you know, like, that I was most drawn towards, um, and, like, I didn't really feel the need to venture outside of that, um, because I knew no matter, like, where I went to college, like, I could still establish that boundary of, like, being away from home, but with Tulsa I mean it's been really nice because it is like the perfect distance like I'm in a different city even though like they're really similar honestly but still like it's not I can run home if I need to you know and I can stay the weekend and it's not overly taxing and I really enjoy that and I don't think I would want it any other way to be able you know to be like whatever in Arkansas or way in Texas and it to be a real chore to come home like I probably would like never me. yeah yeah <laughs> I probably would never come home and yeah so then that would be sad yeah and especially for my parents because I'm their I'm their last so <laughs> so I don't want to hang them out to dry <laughs> so is that saying true do you think that the youngest ones always get away with the most oh for sure <laughs> and I don't know about get away I don't think I was ever the baby and I will, I will fight to my death on that. But rules definitely change. Like, and it's very apparent with my family. Like, my mom is uh, a little bit of a perfectionist, and um, but also like draws a hard line and sticks to her sticks to her guns. But over the years, no sugar, no like sweet cereal one little treat after dinner 30 minutes of tv time a night like just over the years you know like it it just was not as necessary (laughs) and by the time it got to me I never had a curfew like whatsoever and I was just my dad would always ask me like when you gonna be home I'd be like I don't know really he'd be like text me and he'd be asleep by the time on the oh, couch by that. the time I got home and <laughs> I'd walk in and not even wake him up like you know he'd still be asleep on the couch and then the next morning he'd be like Bryson I didn't even hear you come in last night I'd be like yeah it's because you were asleep on the couch <laughs> and so anyway but yeah rules definitely change and like and also like I think I was the most friendly with my parents or like most not a kid to my parents I would say Mm, the most mature yeah (laughs) put it that way (laughs) but or just like at you know at the youngest and so anyway yeah and so they didn't really care like they trusted me I guess or trust like knew I was gonna do whatever anyway and here we are so yeah I think that kind of comes with time because I'm the oldest out of just my sister and I, but I definitely felt from her that she got like, I guess, yeah, like not away with more things, but she, the rules were a lot more lenient with her than it was with me. And one of, one thing that really sticks out to me is when I was just, I was really, really young and Facebook was like a huge thing. (laughs) And my mom had one and, um, 
my aunt had one and just everybody in my family did and I really really wanted one and I was a little kid too so I probably shouldn't have been on Facebook but anyways my I kept asking my mom for one over and over and over again and I was like mom please can I have a Facebook please can I have a Facebook I want to play Yoville like I was <laughs> I thought I wanted just to be that like coolest kid on Yoville I guess and so I kept bugging her for one and one day she finally was like Iris yes okay you can make a Facebook, like, but of course, like, she was my first friend on Facebook. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and so we set up my Facebook, and my what my mom said when she said yes, just, it always sticks to me because it was so funny, and to this day, I'm a little petty about it, but <laughs> she was like, you can have a Facebook as long as you make your sister one. And I know, I know. And so I was always like, I got so upset. I was like, I worked for this Facebook. I worked to get on Yoville. Like, she didn't do anything. She's still, she's younger than me. And you made a whole big deal about me not having one because I was too young. And now I have to make her one. That was the worst part is I had to make her one too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. Anyways, thanks, Jennifer. I love you. Yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> with my family and Harry Potter. Um, so, by the, well, like when Avery was growing up, my oldest sister like it was a time when harry potter was just coming out and it was like kind of scary you know witchcraft and everything and (laughs) and um so she wasn't allowed to read it but and like we weren't even allowed to watch it but like my mom would go to bed early and like we'd watch tv on the couch with my dad and then he'd fall asleep and we'd watch whatever we want. And, like, also he would watch Harry Potter and, like, wouldn't care that we were there anyway. <laughs> so just kind of undermining my mom. But so then by the time it got to me, like, in fifth grade, you know, and Avery was a senior in high school and still hadn't read them yet, I, I like, I decided to read them. And my mom was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and, and then actually decided to read them with me. And then, like, ended up loving them. And now they're just, like, a staple because we all love them. And that's so, so funny. It was, yeah, completely different. And, Aww. yeah. So that's that's basically it all summed up, you know. Yeah. Youngest, youngest child syndrome right there. <laughs> cool. Well. I um, actually I actually thought about naming my, my story that. Really? After youngest child syndrome, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So speaking of which, we're going to have to start getting into that because yeah. we've been going on we've off just topic. And, <laughs> but this is awesome. This is really great. So, getting into the tea on <laughs> on your messy situation. So, as you know, the point of this podcast is just to embrace that and to let people know that, hey, I was in the situation and that's totally okay because it's a part of life and life mm-hmm. happens and we're here to embrace that and not run away and push it away. So, yeah. So, you gave the name of your story. You gave it the title, Senior Year... Stress senior year stress so let's hear it (laughs) (laughs) so basically I think senior year has been senior year of high school has been the most stressful point in my life like up till now and like probably is for most people you know like high school in general wasn't that bad you know I made good grades and but I didn't really have to try it that hard you know and must be nice yeah (laughs) Um, here I am and but so and most things like I just like kind of did I did my work and everything and it just like all kind of like came in line and also like Bethany was super small and like I was blessed with some really great teachers who cared you know and like so then the workload was kind of split between you know because they taught really well most of the time and so I was not I was a hard worker and did did my crap and there we go but when it came to senior year I didn't have that much to do like I had little credits left and so all I really had was English and computers because we had to take a language so it's on my second year of a language which was computers and I can I can go off about that about what wait and, computers was a language yeah it was either Spanish or computers how does that count as a language I, you tell me state of Oklahoma who knows oh, makes um, sense <laughs> exactly no tea no shade yeah and so 
I was doing computers and it was really a blow off class and I learned nothing. Um, and then I had like five electives. I had orchestra and choir and stucco and what else? And football in the fall. And I think that's it. And so I just had a lot. Oh, and calc in the fall as well. Because, so this is kind of backstory too. Um, before I decided I wanted to do music ed, I was going to go into medicine. And that didn't change until uh, December of senior year. So, yeah, I was kind of late to the punch. And, like, in the midst of all this, like, all state auditions and everything happens in the fall. And Just everything. Literally everything happens in the fall. And, like, applying for the FAFSA and then applying for college oh, right. and yeah. scholarship essays and entrance essays. Literally everything was happening. And plus football, which, so then my day went till six. And then football season, uh, we were state finalists. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'm actually uh, repping my swag. Um, was it for the podcast? Yeah. I actually didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then football season didn't end until December because we went to the state finals. And there was just so much on my plate. I was president of two organizations clubs and a member of like three more besides that and then also like really heavily involved in both orchestra and show choir and show choir I was choreographing a dance and like helping teach that and all of so yeah everything yeah (laughs) it was just a lot and like but in the midst like I felt good about doing a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm doing so much. I can put so much on my college entrance essay, you know, because, like, I was like, I'm doing this and this and this and this. Oh, that's me right now. Oh, yeah. And and so it's definitely, like, looking back, I mean, hindsight's 2020, and I'm so glad I learned from those situations, but I was just so tired all the time, and, like, there would come times, and, like, some things were a lot of fun, And I did have a lot of fun senior year, but, like, whenever I needed to get stuff done, like, I didn't know what to do, you know? Or when I didn't need to get stuff done, I didn't know what to do because, like, I felt like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta do stuff, I Mm -hmm. gotta, like, check things off my list, but then... It's almost like a withdrawal from doing so much. Yeah, and so I, it just, like, wore on me, and, and, like, I felt like no one saw that. Or, like, wanted to help, and, like, it was kind of like, oh, you're doing so much, good job, like, and I just felt like I could could have used someone being, like, slow down, how can I help you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I also didn't know how to ask for help either, um, and so I just kind of, well, maybe that's kind of not true, but, um, but, like... I wasn't super vocal or like, like you talked about recently, like how to advocate for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, so important. Yeah. How to like say, to recognize like that I needed to slow down Mm -hmm. and then to like take steps towards that and realize that that's okay because I was stressed out of my mind, you know, and then it came to, um, the spring semester in January and I had decided to go into music ed and that was a whole thing in itself like I had to convince my parents that I could do music ed and like um switch all my applications also because I applied to every college in like under bio pre-med and then email all these people and be like hey I'm trying to audition and then like and not even have any audition rep prepared either way you right. know anyway yeah because so. music school is kind of insane when it comes to applying for people who don't know it's you have to sing a few songs for whichever department or whichever area you're trying to get into and it can be really intense and just really overwhelming because you're trying to show hey i'm good at this but you're also very nervous the whole time oh, yeah super nervous and 
even like on past that like I was just behind the ball and mm-hmm. like was not prepared adequately and then like trying to get all this stuff done but then like overwhelmed with everything like that I was doing in school you know and um January February is is contest season for show choir and so that was worse like even more so and then also orchestra contest season and yeah so just a lot and then like applying auditioning whatever I actually auditioned for TU like on the last day that auditions were open like or the second to last day because I emailed Professor Rayford and she was like oh can you come tomorrow like (laughs) this week is the last and I was like and I was Wednesday and I was like yeah I guess I'm going (laughs) and so I just I just went you know I got up and I did it the next day and anyway so there's just a lot of stress there is so much stress in that time and like I didn't feel like a mess at the time necessarily like because I felt like I was doing stuff yeah but then there was one time my mom asked me like because I get in moods whenever you know like whenever my (laughs) my energy drops like you probably know whenever my energy drops and like I really like need time to myself like I need time to recharge like I just was not getting that and like especially because no time felt restful whatsoever because like I was always like like what what next what next you know like and even if I didn't have something like I already talked about like I was like I'm I'm laying here and I feel so unproductive like I should be doing something but I don't know what to do and so then it would just like war on me and then you know that that I'm not great at hiding that all the time and so like I get in those moods and I I get less outwardly energetic and like less talkative and more snippy and you know all of the classic things and my mom one time was just like like how what can I do like how can I help and I just like almost broke down because I was like (laughs) I I just want to be done like I I, like take it all Uh, because I'm so tired like I don't want to write any more college essays I like don't want to figure anything else out right now you know like just like help me help me plan or like be productive like so I don't have to do it and and then like things slowly got better after there and like once I had decided on TU it got so much easier Mm, and just like being able to tell people like yeah I'm going to TU (laughs) like instead of be like well I have a scholarship from here but it's not really enough and like I'm thinking about this place but I'm auditioning here next week and then like and that's everyone's question you know it's like where are you going to school like do you have everything lined out and I'm like no <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just immensely stressed and so, so thanks for bringing that up you know and so yeah then like as things like moved on and like things fell into place and you know I developed a plan then it, things got better but so it was kind of natural you know things got better I didn't really do a whole lot to sort that out myself but yeah that was that was a time to be alive for sure yeah that's that does sound like a lot I <laughs> as someone who currently is in the midst of that because I didn't have that great of a high school experience I I did but I didn't I don't think overall the education was necessarily wonderful and the environment wasn't but my choir class was definitely the saving (laughs) grace of all of it but amen to that (laughs) well actually not because our choir was kind of horrible (laughs) so (laughs) I definitely can relate to you already just by hearing that because I'm currently in the midst of doing five million things Mm -hmm. in case you couldn't tell I do everything music ed and I'm getting involved with arts management and campus ministry and outside things to this podcast everything (laughs) everything is just I want to do everything and I think I'm trying to make up for the lost time in high school where Mm -hmm. I didn't where I felt like I could have done more to help for college so 
I'm living your life now. <laughs> I passed it off. You did. And something that I really enjoyed hearing from what you said was how you felt late to the party and how it almost seems like you were talking about things like they had a certain time to happen, which, of course, in this situation, you have a time limit on applications and financial aid and before graduation, your next game, things like that. But really, that's not how it is for everyone. And we all don't have the same time limit, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, just what do you what do you think of that? And how do you, how did it feel having that somewhat of a time limit? Did you feel like it was prominent or did you feel like you could just whenever apply for things and it would work out? I feel like that was probably the hardest thing is like there's no like kind of with college stuff and senior year there's like no actual like like the the time limit is the end of school you know is like when you graduate kind of but like besides that there's not really anything like you may have a deadline here for this scholarship and a deadline here but like there's so many options it doesn't really feel like there's a definite time limit you know mm -hmm. there's not there's not one big cutoff for mm -hmm. everything you know and so that really like I think added to the stress of like in indefinite kind of things like I'm not good at you know like I like a plan and I like it spelled out so that like or at least like someone giving it to me so I can be like okay I need to do this this and this to succeed like right if I have goals I can I can strive for those goals but like if I don't know then like it's just a lot of unnecessary stress because then I'm like worrying like what to do next you know and like a big contributor to that was just like all of all of the different options of like schools and things you know because all the time limits are different and all the application deadlines are different and all their expectations are different Ooh, yeah, so that's good. it's just like a guessing game or like, right. like I I am a mold you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. but all of them have different ones that you're trying to fit and so it's just really terrible like trying you know you're trying to fit all their expectations for all of this you know and you right. meet with your like whatever your enrollment advisor or whatever it's called from TU and you're like they <laughs> Crystal that was that was her name <laughs> met with her at Panera and she's like you know and I you're trying to like provide all the perfect answers you know mm, and whatever right. but then like still seem human and like at the same time <laughs> you're incredibly stressed and don't know what to say and so then like like walking out of there and it's just like okay well I like hope I was good enough for them mm -hmm. and like I can I hope that they see like how bad I need this or like that this is literally my option you know? yeah you're trying to show how great of a person you are and how you don't struggle but at the same time you're struggling because you need to get into the school you need that financial aid you need scholarships things yeah. like that and so you're like how do I seem like the perfect person that's imperfect at the same time <laughs> and it's such a weird combination yeah. how to make them see how great I am with out you know like but still seeming human. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I think we sometimes just in general, like we see on social media now, we have this like almost like a, a mask or a filter where we are just showing the good about us. And occasionally you have that one dramatic moment of subtweeting <laughs> or of posting like a picture of you crying, things like that, which is definitely more of a like, like our generation kind of thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, we definitely, we have moments of, just doing that and I think I don't know it's just kind of crazy how yeah how we we can't be completely real with people and let them know hey I've struggled in this area hey math wasn't my greatest subject in in high school but I was exceeding in choir because I made all state all region you know whatever it is mm -hmm. and so 
we are trying to be good at just everything to yeah. impress this person. And I think, like, I think that the conversation is kind of shifting because, like, we're seeing how that affects us, like, needing to be perfect all the time. And, right. like, like, for social media and whatever, like, present our, like, I'm doing great, I'm doing all these things, you know? But, like, for for a senior year, you know, person, like, a high schooler, like, that's so much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like, and... And I, we don't realize, like, how much pressure we put, like, on ourselves yeah. and from other people, like, to expect us to succeed, you know? Uh, but then, or, and there's no, like, there's not a lot of freedom to have real conversations, like, I'm really worn down right now, you know? And I, I don't want to do that next application essay you know and we're getting burned out slowly uh but surely yeah so and I mean it's just like I mean colleges contribute to that immensely too you know like it's just like the whole culture around college and everything like you have to do this this and this to get in and like it's a you have to fit into this mold like you have to pass through this shape to enter into college and if you don't then you don't get a job and you your life is a failure you know (laughs) right but of course it isn't and yeah we have to learn that in a different way Mm -hmm. than what it's what it just seems like what we're taught basically Mm -hmm. um something that i like that the university of el paso does um in texas el paso texas um is it's a hundred percent acceptance rate so basically anybody gets in but it's because they they believe that everybody deserves a higher education no matter what like even if you did poor in a certain subject or high school just wasn't your thing they get that and they will help you to achieve that higher education and so just something i thought of that that's pretty cool yeah, and I wish more schools would do something like that because it would make things a lot easier instead of paying $40 for a rejection letter, which I have done before. <laughs> oh, I spent so much money on application. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, I applied to a lot of places. I applied to out-of-state places, too. Um, yeah, and because, like, I I wanted the best option you know like some place that was good and high achieving but like that I also could actually pay for you know right and thank the lord those that you know those doors opened but still like OSU and OU gave me nothing you know and like and like also like that's so discouraging too of like I went through all this hard work in high school and in like OSU and OU are like we'll give you like $2,000 for that (laughs) it's like okay cool well I can't do that you know like I can't pay $23,000 a year to go there when like I'm gonna be a poor music teacher for right. the rest of my life. And you're going into something that that already doesn't pay well. Yeah. And which is crazy because side note, educators <laughs> need to get paid more and yeah. that's just that's a given. But yeah, I definitely understand that my best audition at one school gave me they gave me $500 a semester. Mm. So paid for my choir. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm like what? that that pays for maybe one or two textbooks mm-hmm. if anything. And my worst audition, which was at TU, believe it or not, really? uh, yeah, was the one that I got the most money for. Well, and granted, I um, I know that this school does cost a lot more. So even though they gave mm-hmm. me more money, it's still it's almost equivalent to what the other school gave <laughs> me. <laughs> but it's still I understand that quality versus kind of quantity thing mm-hmm. and and how and how that works. Like there was pressure too because kind of the deal with my parents with me doing music ed was that I couldn't have debt and so like I'm 
I'm blessed that they could pay for some, you know, and so that gave me a little more freedom. But um, still, like, I was, I considered a lot of things like, like National Guard, even. Like, mm. I brought that up to my mom, and she was like, what? <laughs> I did too, though. I considered going into the Army just because I was, I was really yeah, that worried. GI Bill. Yeah. And then, like, even doing, like, classes at OSU OKC, you know, and, like, things like that. Like, I considered a lot of that because, like, I wasn't getting the money that, like, I needed or that I right. thought I should get from places, which is, like, disappointing, you know, because, like, there's not much more I could have done in my high school experience, you mm-hmm. know, like, I made a 4.0 and I was involved in like so much and right. almost like like too much you know and like mm-hmm. that became apparent that it was too much and so anyway just like that was a disheartening thing for sure that like on top of all that stress it's like okay here's like some emotional turmoil of like you're not good enough for, oh, yeah. for these schools. Oh, that helps so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had mentioned how there was a time where your mom was like, what can I do to help you? How do you think she was feeling in those moments? Like, did you ever notice anything or how did that kind of come to be with your mom, that relationship in that moment? Yeah. Well, me and my mom are like pretty close and like she was always like, she was the first one that I talked to about music ed, and, like, you know, I came home from an all-state workshop, and I was like... That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that was so cool. Like, and, like, it, it had happened a couple of times where I was, like, watching a music teacher, and I was like, I could do this. And um, so I brought that up to my mom, you know, and this is just kind of, like, an anecdote about she's the she's the one I go to and like you know would break stuff down with you know like at the end of the day she was my debrief and (laughs) so yeah like I went to her and I was like I'm thinking about this I like I think I could do this and really enjoy this like I've never thought about this before and she was like uh, no, like you're (laughs) not gonna make enough money you can do music in other places yep and I was like (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Like, that's logical. And that's my mom. She's very logical and cut and dry. And so I'm thankful for that in a lot of areas. And, but then, you know, eventually I broke her down. But, like, I knew, like, I could, she could definitely feel when our relationship was stressed because, like, you know, the debrief, the talking was so much, like, a part of our relationship, mm-hmm. and so that would change a lot whenever I'm, like, I, I don't have anything to say to you, <laughs> like, and, like, or don't have the energy, like, to, to, like, conversation put emotional. myself out yeah. there, you know, and, and, like, like, all I want for our conversation to be is, like, me breaking down, and whenever I can't do that, like, then I don't want to have a conversation, you know? Right. Because I'm just like, everything bugs me, and I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I, like <laughs> I'm just really frustrated, and like, I can feel, like, I can feel the, the tears building up to here, you know? <laughs> and so she definitely felt that, and then eventually, you know, that came to her finally being the one to break instead of me (laughs) and being like like what can I do like what can I do because I know like I've noticed and that was that was a lifesaver for sure that's awesome yeah um so was that also kind of the moment when you knew you didn't want to do what was it um medicine pre-med or no that was that's like a a whole different trajectory. <laughs> um, and that really, like, cut off in... Like, I had really decided in December. I remember the exact moment, actually, I texted my mom. Ooh, I love that. Um, 
So, like, this, the thought had been, like, bubbling up over and over again, and, like, I really feel like God was just, like, poking at me. Like, it just, like, kept being brought up. Like, I think it started in, I went to an all-state camp at SNU, and, like, the first time I was just, we were just, like, all working together, and, you know, it's, like, it's an all-state camp. So one, like the people are there because they want to do all state, and even further, they're there because they want to be good at all state, and okay. like, be an all state, be an all stater, and so like, and then the teachers are there because they're really great teachers, you know, and right. like they want to invest in in their students, and we were working on, probably like Eric Whitaker's, Whitaker's Star Spangled Banner, like, <laughs> bless his soul. <laughs> I remember that actually when you all did that Uh is that weird because I was doing observations at another school Mm -hmm. and I remember looking at that music and being like what is this oh it's fantastic I yeah I saw that that music that's so funny because you're a year behind me and so I actually got to see that music you were working on that's weird that's really cool your intro to Ed we're doing your observations (laughs) we don't have to talk about no. Um. <laughs> yes, yes, no Tino Shade. I was in Intro to Education. That was the class. Yeah, so um, anyway, then, like, that kind of started it, and then there was little things, like, like a sermon at church where, like, I, like, realized I don't want the people I'm going to be around for my whole life to be, like, in the back of a an OR, you know? <laughs> like, like... I don't want to be at a hospital like my that's not my place right and um then like I would see like a teacher who came to like clinician for us and it's I was like yes like she's so good at what she does like I want to do that like I want to do that I want to like do that with music through music two kids four kids all of that you know like that excitement and then I had conversations. I had great relationships with both my orchestra director and my um, choir director. Like, you know, I grew up, my orchestra director was my director since fifth grade. And so, like, she saw me grew up, grow up, and I was in the musical. She directed the musical, too, and so I was in the musical since fifth grade on. And so, That's like, cool. yeah. we had a really great relationship. and. So then I began talking to them about it and, like, getting their, like, point of view and, like, why they got into it and, like, what it's actually like and what to expect. And there was just a lot of really cool things. But then, like, you know, with with my parents, I had to have some conversations with them. Of, like, I'm really, like, thinking about this, you know. Yeah. And then they were, like okay, like, let's talk through this. Like, how is this going to work? And I think I think really they wanted to know that it wasn't just, like, on a whim, you know, like, that I had actually thought about it and realized, right. like, the right. repercussions that it was going to have on my life, you know? Because being an anesthesiologist versus being a music teacher are very <laughs> different lifestyles, you yep. know? And that's okay, and, like, I'm perfectly content with that. And since deciding I have not looked back once I've That's never, awesome. I've never regret, regretted it once but the moment so senior year was my first time to audition for jazz all state because Ooh. it was the first time I could and um I just love jazz I love singing jazz it's so much fun and so I had worked on it worked at it um at that SNU workshop and uh, plug for Dr. Graves. He's the director at SNU and he's a, a jazz musician and he's just really great. Anyway, so I'd worked with him some and just really love jazz and singing jazz and performing jazz. And I was walking in to the front doors of my high school and my principal, Mr. Melton, was playing christmas music on a bluetooth speaker like welcoming people in 
like in through the front door. Like he would stand at the front and shake people's hands and like say hi and everything. Oh, I was definitely the one who like went around to the other side <laughs> of the <laughs> building just so I could, I wouldn't. They, my school used to do that on the first day of school. They would have like a red carpet welcome thing and they would have like the cheerleaders and like band, like the drum line. And I was like, no, I'm going around. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> so he would do that and, you know, like this was like oh far along in the process of like me processing all of this like I'm really thinking about doing music ed and I walked into the high school stepped in through the front doors and like was singing whatever like it was like a jazz rendition of like Jingle Bell Rock or something you know like <laughs> something like that and like I stepped through the doors and I was like if I don't choose to do music I will probably never do jazz again. Like, like I will enjoy yeah. it, but, like, I will never be, like, a part of a group or, like, teach it or, like, have, like, know about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I was like, that's it. I'm doing, I'm doing music ed. And so then orchestra was my first hour, and I went and I sat down in my seat and I texted my mom and I said, I'm, I'm doing music head. And she said, you'll have to tell me about that. That's and, awesome. And that was it. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah, here we are. Telling your story. That's awesome. So to kind of wrap up the story, I love that, by the way. I, <laughs> I think that's, that's great. That's similar yet different to my music ed story which I absolutely love and so um so this is called recipes for disaster right so in this podcast what we do here is (laughs) what we're trying to do since this is the first mock episode (laughs) what we're doing is we let me explain this food has a really cool effect on us with our memories when I don't know if you've ever had this moment where you've eaten something and it just takes you back to some kind of like memory or place where you're eating a pie and then you're like wow this is like Christmas in 2004 or something random (laughs) like that you know like it has that that really cool effect on us and so if you could give this story a kind of recipe or a meal what would it be and why do you want me to like actually like craft the recipe just kind of give us like what goes into it and like what it is like just what it is what goes into it you don't have to necessarily like say like put four ounces of milk in the, and like and not like that just like kind of what goes in it now let's see if i do this right so this is my interpretation of like let's see uh, this recipe so it's probably gonna be like punch <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that totally works because because it hits. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first ingredient in this punch is stress, of course. And I would imagine stress is kind of like sour cherry flavored. Um, and the next ingredient, I guess, the next ingredient is probably... Um, apathy which is probably like something very vanilla like <laughs> bland <laughs> like water flavored and just like what's the water <laughs> the water is yes my apathy and just like I didn't have like through all of those experiences like I didn't have really like a clear goal or like a purpose for myself you know like I had all of these other people's expectations but and like that I needed to go to college and that I needed to get a job but like there wasn't a lot like within me like driving that was that was driving me towards my goals you know like my classes were fun and I really enjoyed those but it wasn't leading to anything bigger, you know, which I think is really important. And so 
The next ingredient would probably be would probably be work and that is really tied to stress and what flavor is work probably probably like cinnamon or something cinnamon in your punch yeah it doesn't have to be real cinnamon and sour cherry that's where we are so far. yeah um i'm gonna make this one day i hope you know that we're gonna okay. try it stress punch yeah and it's gonna stress me out <laughs> You don't need that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> so just like there was so much like I was working for, working towards, you know, and like like the like daily grind of just like doing everything, you know, that yeah. was a big factor. But then also like on the flip side of that, fun, probably lemon, lemon, lime, citrus. Um, Little zazz in it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like seven up. Ooh, get uh, a little sparkle in there. <laughs> uh, was like I really did like I was enjoying all of these things that I was doing, but I wasn't really like seeing the effect they had they right. were taking on me, you know. And um then I feel like there needs to be one ingredient before the final ingredient. Um Maybe some chopped fruit. <laughs> some raspberries. The... Yeah. <laughs> raspberries are great. <laughs> okay, well, we can... Well, I guess the, the raspberries will be the, the resolve, the love that, like, in the end, like, I think pulled me out of it, you know? Like, right. M- m- my mom caring for me, the people around me caring for me, Professor Rayford caring for me, you know, oh, like... she's such a sweetheart. I know. Like, the reason I chose Tulsa was, like, because she called me when she was in New York for her daughter's master's recital. Wow. And it was a Sunday, and she called me, and she was like, Bryson, we love you so much. Like, we want you here. Like, like you're auditioning for this, this scholarship, too, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Okay, like, and I just felt, like, I felt wanted, you know? Yeah. And, like, my mom telling me, like, what can I do? Like, I see, like, you're breaking down. Like, I want to do something. And then, like, in the midst of all that, like, love for what I, I got excited about what I was going to do with my life, you know? Right. And it wasn't just, like, yeah, I'm going to do medicine. Like, because that's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm excited to, like, work for God by teaching some kids music and learning about music and, like, doing music every day, like, will never feel like work. And I'm so excited for that. Stress punch. Stress punch. <laughs> cool. So, one last thing. Your advice. Um... What advice would you give to people who are in a similar situation, who are going through that senior year stress? Um, that it's okay, and like, I'm still learning this right now, that it's okay to not do everything. Like, like, pick some things and do those things well, you know, like, I've heard, like, you can't do more than three things or something well. And I really think that's true because I did things halfway a lot, you know, because I was spread thin. And that's that's stressful, you know, mm-hmm. because, like, you feel that weighing on you, like, oh, I should be doing more for this, but I just don't have the energy, you know? Right. And also a really great quote that I heard from my favorite person ever, John Mark Comer, that burnout is not about doing too much. It's about doing too much of what you're not meant to do. And so, like, do things that you're meant to do. You mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I think I was meant to do music in high school, and I'm really glad I did. But, like... You don't have, like, you again, you don't have to do everything, you know? Right. Like, if you don't have, like, a purpose to fulfill in it and you're just kind of, like, wasting your time, like, just, just cut the crap and be real with yourself 
and like do something better you know yeah and so also like it's not the end of the world to like mess up to get a B <laughs> you know like that was a big lesson that I learned in high school like and it's okay to struggle you know like calc was not my thing mine and either you know I quit calc for piano really yeah I quit AP calculus and went to a piano class oh, I wish I could have done that <laughs> no I thank the lord that I didn't I got out of calc for spring semester because I didn't have to do it because I wasn't doing uh, medicine so mm, yeah. it was really nice <laughs> and but like just but still like it's okay to like struggle and it's okay to ask for help ask your teachers for help you know right. and also like have the grace to allow yourself to ask for help yeah you know like yeah. to realize that you don't have to do it on your own and that people know better than you right and like that's something that I struggle with that I really struggled with in high school you know it's like that people people got it better than I do or, or like mm -hmm. understand it better than I do and like I can I can ask for help and so yeah that's that's the big big takeaways and like yeah cool invest invest in what's important to you I love that sweet that was the mock episode of recipes for disaster yay Woo! awesome fun. yeah thanks for being on the show again i really appreciate it mm -hmm. being my first interviewee i like i liked getting to just blab for like an hour yeah yay okay i really have to pee <laughs> it's the dang tea yeah, it's the tea i forgot to stop this <laughs>